And it all begins on Saturday as the Aggies take on the Boise State Broncos. Early morning kickoff, 10 a.m. Uh, we'll start with the pregame show at 9 a.m. right here on the Zone Sports Network. But Blake Anderson, kind enough to join us on the Smart Rain guest line. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. I'm good. I'm running a few minutes late. Sorry. had to. You guys had to stall a little bit. I appreciate that. Hey, no, no apology needed. We're that. That's we always that's have good. something to say. Yeah, we always have something to run our mouth about for sure. And you got a lot more important things to worry about than uh, hanging out with us. But now that you've had a couple days to decompress and look at that film against Air Force, uh, just kind of walk us through the emotional roller coaster that game really was for you and that staff, and and how resilient it was to see your team get another win after being down double digits multiple times in that game. Yeah, we. Uh... I don't know, man. Maybe we, maybe we just can't play any other game, but just pure stress. I don't know. That just maybe that's going to be our mo. It's going to it's going to shorten some lives around here uh, and add some gray hair. So it's the guys just flat just don't quit. They just don't. Uh, attitudes were were great. We were frustrated a lot of the night, just defensively trying to figure out an answer. It's funny as you watch the tape, we did a really really good job against just the base triple. Uh, that that we prepared for. It was the things that they went to off of it that we just did a really bad job. Got them off schedule a lot, and we just let them back off the hook. Third and 10, third and 11, second and 17, uh, third and nine, and, and just seemed like in those areas we, we just kind of self-destructed. But, you know, offensively we were able to, to get some momentum and score some points, and then defensively, you know, late when we had to have some stops, we got it. And, and uh, you just – can't say enough about a group that, that continues to play, continues to believe, stays positive, doesn't get frustrated or down on the sideline, and, and truly believes that if we can just keep the thing within reach in the fourth quarter that our conditioning and our efforts gonna is going to pay off, and it did, again, uh, in a very stressful but amazing come-from-behind win. Coach, I'm very familiar with Kyle Whittingham and Kalani Satake and the way they address injuries. They will only address it if it's a season-ending injury. And I'm just curious, I, I kind of want to, out of respect, just get a feel for how you address injuries, if, if you do mention them, because obviously all of us are looking at your quarterback right now, wondering how his health is and, and what the potential is for him to play in the upcoming weeks. Oh, he'll, he'll play. You know, I try to just be as transparent as I can. I'm not a doctor, and, and so I, I try not to uh, sound like one. But if it's common sense and kind of makes sense, I, I typically don't shy away from just kind of being open uh he took a he took a tough shot he really did and he was not able to finish he could have probably played but just didn't feel like he could be very effective and Andrew came in and did a phenomenal job obviously with with his legs and and made some big throws to to help us win that thing but I I would not expect that uh Bonner I I think he'll practice today without a problem he'll be sore but would expect uh, on game day that he's ready to go completely he's tough and, and he's been beat up before uh, I, I think uh, just that particular night, that that injury or that uh, the back was just at a point where he just didn't feel like he could be as effective as Andrew was, and, and he told us, Coach, I, I think he's got a better chance of getting us through. I just don't think I can turn on the ball like I need to. You know, Coach, I wanted to. I've been sitting on this question. I've really wanted to talk to you about this because I've been that defensive end and that defensive tackle that puts that hit on. That's just maybe a step too late, and I get that 15 yarder. Uh, I've never hurt somebody to the extent where they laid there like that, and that's that's worrisome. But I want to know from your point of view, had that been one of your guys that laid that hit, how would you have handled that as a head coach? Well, you know, the penalty wasn't thrown, and I, I clearly thought it should be. And, and I've watched the tape, and I still think it should have been. Uh, we teach that 
every day of discipline, of, st- of pulling away. Um, I, I don't think it was a malicious hit. I, I really don't. I think that as you watch the tape, I, I think it should have been a penalty. I think it was late, but it was close. And and I feel like the guy's trying to make a play. He played hard. He played hard to the whistle. And we want to play hard to the whistle. If I think it is malicious or a guy intentionally tried to harm a player, then, then we would handle it completely differently. And we would always remove those guys from the equation. So, um but we we try we work very very hard to try to teach that uh, on film, and and we try to make sure that that our guys respect the game and respect the opponent, but also try to play within the rules. So uh, I, I think that's a really close touchy deal. I mean I, I do think the kid was just playing hard. It got there a little bit late, but the flag should have been the penalty, and 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 it it just didn't get thrown in my opinion. I know there's a lot of talk about uh, Devin Tompkins, but deservedly so. I mean, a guy that's 5'8", 155, and, and going out and right now leading the nation in receiving yards. But what I think is really impressive is how you and Coach Tucker are finding ways, lining him up in the backfield, the pre-snap motion, the creative ways in which you and your staff are trying to find ways to get him open because you get that guy in space, Coach, and he's he's really fun to watch. Yeah, he is. I mean, maybe – Maybe the biggest recruiting job we did was getting him to stay, you know, come out of the portal and stay at home, and, and it's turned out to be great for him and us too. Uh, one of my absolute favorite dudes to be around every day. He and Coach Cephalo and Coach Tuck all have unbelievable relationships. He's a high-energy practice guy every day, which elevates the room and the team. Uh, and, and we do have to be creative. I mean, you can't just line him up where everybody knows where he's at. I think Tuck and Seth and the staff on offense have done a really, really good job of not only utilizing him a lot of different ways, but also spreading the ball around to everybody over there. He's, he's clearly having a great year, but you can see other guys are touching the ball and being effective as well. And I think it all plays off each other. We, we need to be very, very balanced. Utilize our playmakers and obviously clearly give him plenty of opportunities to touch it, but make sure that defenses know. They do have to know where Brandon Bowling's at, where Griff is at, what Calvin Tyler's doing. You know, we got our tight ends involved this week. Uh, it's good to have Carson back. You've got to defend everybody, and I think that makes it even better for him in space because it, it limits what people can do against you. So I understand the Air Force on-the-ground yardage, and uh, that makes sense because that's what they're trying to do is, is push and run. When you go back and you look at the film and you look at their 400-plus yardage, Coach, how – acceptable was that but also how many mistakes were there that you wanted to to get cleaned up and and had some probably pretty terse conversations with your defense yeah we, we had some you know some strong meetings the last couple of days we, we did um we did a lot of really good things as i mentioned we we were very efficient on early downs i, I thought we played um very poorly in, in um off schedule situations I, I didn't think we were nearly as competitive uh, at the point of attack as we needed to be, especially when the ball was put in the air. We we've, we played a lot better pass coverage against both Washington State and North Dakota than we did against the triple option team. And I think that's the, that's the issue. You get so caught up on the triple, so concerned about all the different, um, you know, assignments that you have against the, the triple in the run game, and then you let it affect you in the throw game that we just didn't play as competitively early as we needed to. Now, we did late. And that's how we got stops, and it changed the game. Um, I don't look at yardage. I look at points. And the frustrating part was well, for us is that we didn't force field goals. Uh, well, you know, yardage is, is, is um, it's a little bit skewed 
with what we do offensively and the time that we, you know, how long we're on the field or how short we're on the field at times, yardage is not as near as big a concern as can we force kicks. And we just didn't force enough field goals. We just didn't keep them out of the end zone. Um, you know, so I think they were good and bad, obviously. You got to you got to credit them when we needed to. We got a third down stop after an interception. We forced, uh, you know, we forced um, a strip fumble, a turnover at the end. We we forced a punt when we had it to, even though we had not played well really leading up to the to the fourth quarter. Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State, joining us right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this on post game, but. Uh, uh, you told me before the game you hadn't gone two two consecutive games in your career without a trick play. Uh, you go with the early onside kick to pick up that extra possession, which I think was a really smart move, especially considering how the game was going at that point. Uh, just uh, Air Force snuffed it out, poor execution. What uh, to talk talk us through that a little bit? Well, a little of both. The the way they were playing their front, we we felt like there was a a, a reasonable chance of success. We didn't kick a very good ball. Ellie will tell you he he had kicked that ball much better during practice. It should have been much wider uh, on the field of play, and, and he just hit it a little bit thin, and it went right to the guard. There's a gap outside of him that we felt like gave us a great chance in numbers to to recover the ball, and we just didn't execute it very well. For that particular offense, whether they get the ball at midfield or backed up, probably doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. If they're executing, uh, they they don't they'll go for on fourth down from the minus ten. So uh, strategy of it was to try to steal possession. It didn't work in our favor. But uh, I, I thought it was the right decision at the time, and, and I thought our defense did a good job of holding them to a field goal after that series. So now you look forward, Coach, and <clears throat> Scotty and I were just talking about this. Uh, it's two big matchups in a row. Obviously, you're focused primarily on Boise State right now. Give us some breakdown, some of the early thoughts of, of what they're doing, uh, specifically offensively, if you wouldn't mind. Well, you're going to see a completely different style of offense this week but a lot of the same issues in the fact that you get every shift and motion and alignment and pre-motion it's just uh it's going to it's going to challenge you uh, very similar to what we saw from from north dakota a couple weeks ago every play is something different they do a great job of, of using a lot of eye candy they've got a quarterback that can deliver the ball big running backs that are physical that can go one of the best wideouts that we'll see all year. So I mean, weapons everywhere, but then it's all of the of the adjustments that you got to you got to do a great job. So um, different animal than the triple, but just as confusing and frustrating if if guys uh, if they let all that stuff get them away from what they're supposed to do. The matchup physically are are you know this can be one of the best looking teams we'll see if not all year long these two weeks in a row athletically. I mean, the matchups are in their favor in a lot of places, so we got to use effort and intensity and, and our conditioning, again, very similar to what we talked about uh, last week and against Washington State to try to minimize some of those and hopefully you know, keep ourselves in the game and, and make it truly a 60-minute minute game. Any update on Dominic Tatum? Uh, you know, I would tell you that, that I do not expect him back for quite a while, if, if not entire season uh his injury was was significant and we don't know all the details of it yet we'll know more uh in a couple days but but definitely uh something's going to keep him off the field for quite a while could be season ending depending on what what results we get back in the next few days okay well coach looking forward to chatting with you a little bit more later on tonight on the coach's show thanks for your time and uh good luck coming up on uh on uh saturday i'll try to be on time for the coach's show how about that (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't have hands hanging out with me on the coaches show, so yeah, I, I, I would appreciate. <laughs> so you'd that. be on your own. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. We'll see you tonight. Thanks, you coach. It. Thanks, coach. <clears throat>